Hi, welcome to Cork and an Hour podcast. I'm Andrew Ryan, a comedian from Cork, and I live in Northern Ireland now. That's right, Paddy. Well, we'll gladly stay for a while. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So I don't know why I'm up here, but I've been living here for over a year, and I decided I would set up a podcast basically around my life and my experience of living in Northern Ireland, because I do think Northern Ireland does get a little bit of a bad reputation. For, for good reasons. For, well, there is. Yeah, there is. I mean, every area has bad... Every city has bad spots. Of course. It? Like, you, like, where I'm from, like where I'm from in Cork now, there's a few bad areas. And everyone yeah. kind of knows about areas. But like in Northern Ireland, like, there's only a f- there's about three or four bad areas. Like the north, the south, the west and the east. <laughs> they're, not, they're just the four bad there's, areas. You, you can actually count in your hand where the good areas are more so than yeah, where the yeah, bad ones yeah. are. But I do think, like, I do think that the, the perception of Northern Ireland is kind of wrong. Like especially when you live here. It's a lot. It's the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. Like I re, I feel it's probably safer here than I did when I lived in East London. I get to, that. Do you see I what I mean? No, I can get that. Like when I lived in when I lived in a place called Walthamstow in East London, I would say, no word of a lie. Before it was gentrified, I would say I was offered drugs twice a week, yeah. like walking out of the tube up to the flat that I lived in. I mean, it's a bit different than East Belfast. You know, you don't get offered drugs. If anything, you get offered a, a, a you know, a leaflet to go to a Presbyterian church. But like, you know, yeah. it's a bit different. But it's not what people make it out to be. No, I mean, people people take it. See, during the troubles, this will sound mental, right? That I tell you this, but during the troubles, like domestic crime was the lowest in Europe here. Really? Yeah. So like. <laughs> Domestic crime was like really, really so low. So what we're talking about, like uh, so, like drug dealing, burglaries, stuff like that, right? Was very low. The fun stuff, but the big stuff like paramilitarism and fucking shooting yeah. people dead and blowing people up, that was big. You know, our yeah. statistics were it's way a up bit in that. Yin and yang, but, is it? Bit, Which bit, do you prefer? Do you want the street blown up, or do you want to get your mobile phone stolen? Blow the fucking street up. <laughs> you know, genuinely, when I was driving a taxi, I used to drive a black taxi in Belfast. One of the things this man was about ninety get into my taxi. And do you know when people get in, they say the usual stuff, right? So you, oh, yeah. you've got a taxi before, obviously. Yeah. But you're not a taxi driver, so a taxi driver's sit there. And you get people in. And it depends on what mood you're in, because people annoy you some days, and then other days you're more talkative. So I get in, and I was trying to talk to this wee man, and he was trying to talk to me. And he wasn't saying too much sense. It, was, it wasn't the usual stuff like, what about the weather, what time you on? He was just, he was talking like, do you know the price of peas at the minute? No, do you know, it was just like crazy stuff. And I was going, right, he's a, he's a lunatic. Wee man, he's lost. <laughs> Have to actually find out where he actually lives here because I don't believe he's going to the right spot now. And then he turned around and he got a wee bit friendly with me. And I'm driving along and he turns around just out of the blue and he went, I wish the troubles was back. And it blew my mind because I was like, You want all the shooting, all the bombing, all the news every day. This person's dead. You want the army on the street. You want paramilitaries operating in the areas. You want all that death and destruction. And I was like, what would make him want that back? And I says, why do you want that back? He says, well, there was nobody breaking into my house when all that was going on. And on top of that, there's nobody selling fake DVDs around the door anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to break his heart and tell him. The reason why there's no DVDs is because nobody uses them no more. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. I love how you've gone, like, this guy's going on about the price of peas, so he's a lunatic. Mate, you live in one of the biggest areas of paramilitary activity, <laughs> but a guy complaining about the penalty is the lunatic, not the paramilitary <laughs> guy. It's the guy about the peas, like. That just shows you how kind of normalised it probably yeah. was. No, know? it is. And, like, my, like, when I grew up in Cork, I mean, you've been to Cork a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cork's great spot. They call Cork the rebel county, and I'm like, guys, have you been on the Falls Road? There's nothing fucking rebel about Cork at all. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because, no, like, no. trust me, people, someone said to me once, like, oh, Cork is very Republican. Mate, 
Have you been on the phone? It's like it's not. This is it's like diet Republican. Like, <laughs> but I don't see the thing is I'm not really into because I live in I live in East Belfast. So this was the bit that blew my mind about you, by the way. Yeah. Like when I met you in the Empire and you were on stage and then your stories about and then when you told me where you lived, I was like. That it's it's like a British soldier moving into Ballymer. I know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Jeez, was just, I, and I was, I was like, please tell me what the, what it's oh, like, because like, I wouldn't have the balls to do it. Well, no, but see, the thing is, for me, it's different because I don't really care. Yeah, it, it's not like a lived experience for me. So I don't, ha- I'm not saying I don't have any skin in the game. Yeah, but like I'm Irish. Yeah, but like Northern Ireland, you know, it's it's an interesting place. But I lived in London for so long that. I was around so many different. No, I get that. Like one of my ex-girlfriends was half Trinidad and Tobago, half Indian. Uh-huh. Like I don't really care whether you're one side of green no, or I not. Get, like, you're beyond you know that. I mean? You're born that. I don't stage. care. But so when I moved to East Belfast, I actually um, never viewed the house. I was buying. A, I was very lucky in Touchwood to buy a house, and the reason why I bought a house because I couldn't buy a house in the south. Yeah. Because of the housing crisis, yeah. and also because of Brexit, they wouldn't let people. Because I earn predominantly sterling money because yeah. I'm living in England, being a comedian, and I thought, well, I want to live in Ireland, and this thing just happened, and you know, I was going out with a girl at the time, and she was studying here, so I thought, you know, I had a look at house prices on Belfast. Like, oh my God, you can buy a house here for the price of a Twix. Yeah, I was like, compared to London, yeah, and I was like, why not? And then I liked Belfast. I always came here to work. I've been on the Blame Game. I've done loads of shows in the Empire. I thought, great city, great people, but I didn't do. Your research. The background checks. But I'm quite happy I didn't. Yeah. Because I think if I did do the background checks, I probably wouldn't Wouldn't have moved it. Yeah. You see what it's so like... It happens for a reason. It happens for a reason. But I moved in and I moved in... When did I move in? I moved in in September. And no one cares. Where I live in East Belfast, it's lovely housing estate. My neighbours couldn't be any, any nicer. Very polite. Uh, there's a British army barracks near me, and mm-hmm. every Saturday you just hear it. That kind of makes me feel safe. <laughs> Do you know what? It sounds like my childhood. I, was, I, was I would like, like going, to be there too. I was like, going, well, if there's an army barracks here and there's a police station there, I think if being in the middle, I'm quite protected. <laughs> but you know what? I've never been felt more welcome. Yeah. Like, so, and I did, like, I, June this year, the flags went up. And I'd never, I was Experience like, oh, it. oh, right, okay, fine. You were, were you not going, which county is this for? And I was just like, <laughs> okay, flag, British flag has got up, but on every pole? <laughs> do they need they, to be on every pole? They don't do it by half measures. Oh. So I was just like, whatever, you know, it's, look, if that's your tradition, well, off you go. It doesn't bother me. I don't complain. And I do like it. And everybody, though, when I go down to the village in Hollywood for uh-huh. a coffee, everyone for the first few months living here thinks I was on holiday. Yeah. They're like, oh, you up here visiting? And I'm like, no, no, I live here. And they're like, you are? Because there doesn't seem to be a lot of us no. from the south that live up here. No. We're like, uh, we're like when the Northern Irish moved to the south 20 years ago. Oh, you're from the north. Now they're like, oh, you're from the south. And I'm like, yeah, it's perfectly yeah. fine. You see, you know? a lot of people did move down south from yeah. the north, but... Mostly because they had to get out. Yeah, but also their children now are, are southern, they're southern, yeah. they're southern Irish with Northern Irish parents. Yeah, like I've got an auntie of mine who lives in Manchester, who's like Irish, moved yeah. over in the sixties, seventies. Her kids are like, "All right, am I doing you all right?" And I'm, she's like, "How's it going? How are things?" I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! This just doesn't add up." No, I, I find that really strange. See, in London, especially, yeah, I done a gig in a in a bar in London, and there was a guy here booked me for a gig in London. 
and I done a gig and everybody was coming up going, yeah, mate, that was fucking awesome. You fucking, I'm Irish and I'm going. Yeah. You sound like the guys that used to stop me going to school. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. take that you're Irish. And they're like, nah, man, I fucking grew up in London, but I'm fucking Irish, you know? Listen to those oh, tones yeah. and you're going, no, mate, you're not Irish. You know? I've, I've got a great way how you deal with those people. Right. Right, because being Irish, it's bloody great, isn't it? Like I and I I don't want to I'm not right I'm not I'm not a flag waver yep. you know I'm not into like oh look at me I'm Irish you yep. know I don't have to make a statement about my nationality but just initially for this chat like I remember uh, about I think it was in October I was in Vienna doing yeah. a show in Vienna just before Austria went into lockdown and I flew in and I had to get a coach to the venue to the, to the city center of Vienna and there was uh, two people standing at this. A bus stop thing and I'm thinking I, I'm trying to figure out which bus I need to get because I Google mapped it and it was you know a 20 minute bus so I just said excuse me um, I'm looking to go to here which bus would get me near to that area and this woman just went like oh you English and I was like yeah yeah I speak I said Irish and she was oh very good I speak English this American guy the classic cliched American you Irish and I went yeah and he went so every year, me and my Irish family never asked me anything about it, just told me. He was just like, uh, let's say there were McDonald's or right, McDonald's, yeah. right? Me and my family, McDonald's from Sligo, we meet up every year in the States. And I just went, oh, here we fucking go. Like, like I love it. But the best way I do with it now, they always think that you're going to know their family. So just look at them and go, oh, you're the McDonald family from Sligo. <laughs> well, we all know why they had to leave. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and then they... they <laughs> And because like they left in the thirties, oh my god, there's, there's a reason they left. I wouldn't be going around telling people about that family now. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, so just keep that stump, okay, mate? Yeah. Because as we all know about that family and why they had to go to America, <laughs> so don't be telling people you're part of that family because of the history. Yeah. It's like freaks people. Out. Like, I mean, it's very nice that they talk to us, but it's like I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't no, give a no, shit. 100%. I know, yeah. But how often would you go down to Cork or South or? be honest with you, I haven't been doing it in a while now. I would say, well, Corona knocked a load of it in the head, but I would have done the odd Best of Irish shows and the Laughter Lounge. And then um, I used to, I got to the stage where I was doing headline gigs in Tala. Really? Yeah, because I got friendly with a few of the comedians in Tala and I'd done a few gigs. And then the next minute, the guy owned the bar was like, can we get him down to do headline? And I was doing it, just me individual bars, RD and places like that. RD? Yeah. That's loud, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Drahara done I done a fair bit. Donegal you always go to, but you sort of look at Donegal as the north, even though it's in the south, but it's in the yeah, north. Yeah, it's a strange one. Do you know what I mean? But um that's about as far as it went, do you know what I mean? There wasn't really never done a gig in Cork, Kerry Limerick. Never done a gig in Cork, Kerry Limerick. I've done Galway. Yeah, Galway's a great city. Yeah. Galway's a Galway. Gone the Roisin Do and, and The Roisin Do, the Roisin Dove. And the Roisin <laughs> Do <laughs> You have to say it the way we said. <laughs> what do you call it? The Roisin Do. The Roisin Do. The Roisin Dove. It's Gaelic. I know. Ulster Ulster Eyes is Do. So, so well, hold on a second. You say Dove and we say Do. Are you telling me that in Ulster you have a different version of Irish? Yeah. I noticed there was like a Donegal Irish dialect. We have a paramilitary version of Irish. What's that? Get out now. <laughs> I remember speaking to somebody in Irish in America and he went to me. Was the guy that was teaching you the Gaelic, was he inside prison? And I went, how do you know? And he went, they used to come down and, and try and talk the language. My dad would put them up and we knew they were inside prison because oh, they all had that little bit of dialect about it that it was different. 
it's like so they called it the jail top instead of the gale top the jail oh yes I because see that's where it revived up here Right. The Irish language revived in Belfast mainly because the prisoners were in the prison. And they were speaking. And they wanted to speak. And do you know like, what? So at the prison wardens and then the loyalists. But the loyalists started learning it. <laughs> do you know what I did the other night? And I swear to God, I was telling this to my friend, this is true, as you mentioned that now, because, you know, the hunger strikers, yeah. they spoke Gaelic. I was watching a documentary on the hunger strikers the other night and uh, I was eating a Chinese. You felt and bad. And I just felt bad. <laughs> they were like going, 42 days without... 42 days without food, I was like going, oh, this rice is not as nice. <laughs> I just I, felt really bad. I, I actually found myself whenever, like this morning, I said to the fella at 10 o'clock, where I says, I can't wait to get my tea here because I'm starving. And then I retracted it and went to the one, I'm not starving because I was looking at a trucker box. Oh, Jesus. I says, I'm definitely not starving. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever like, do you ever like say things inadvertently to people where you go, oh, but there was no harm in it. There's no malice in it. Do you, you know the kind of way where you kind of like. Told, I told somebody today, right? that there's a new strain of coronavirus coming. And this is true. There is. And it's coming from Israel. Yeah. And he says to me, what's the side effects of it? And the comedian in you just straight away says yeah. it. So I says, you basically throw Arabs out of the house and you take their land. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he went, that's terrible. And I went, I know, it is. It actually is terrible. It is. But, but it some funny t- as fuck. Yeah. But that does happen. Like, I remember uh, I was doing this thing with a, a really, really lovely fella, uh, um, guy called Zach Moradi and Zach uh, used to play hurling for Leitrim uh-huh. but he spent the first nine years of his life in a, con- in a, in a refugee camp in Baghdad he's Kurdish mm-hmm. and he came to Ireland when he was nine and he's quite well known down there so lovely fella he's been on like the Tommy Tiernan show and the radio mm-hmm. he's been on some documentaries and all that kind of stuff and we were working on this project together last year and we're talking about a particular topic and the comedian in you has this thing right and he says um you know, I spent the first nine years of my life in a refugee camp. And I just straight away just went, I know exactly how you feel, man. I went to the Gale Tucked for three weeks when I was a teenager. <laughs> and he started laughing because he knew it was just, yes, it, it was just a, a joke. joke. Yeah. But then someone else was looking at me going, and I went, no, it's fine, it's just a joke. This is not going to go on air. Like, no, no, you know but I mean? it, you, you can't help it sometimes. You can't turn it off. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Do you get a bit, like, uh, annoyed or upset or really... You know, when people bring up the past here, because whenever I meet like Northern Irish people, the first thing in my head is don't ever mention anything. Just it's just a normal day. And I do you ever like when people meet you from London or America, you know, even Southerners, even people from Cork or Limerick or Galway, or whatever, like, oh, you're from Northern Ireland, and they just have this perception and they bring it up, and you're like, going, mate, that was 25 years. Like, no, no, I don't even because I think a lot of people don't know the actual truth about it. Yeah. So I, I, think, don't, I don't know the truth about it, Paddy. I so. think about me, and it's something we should do, is um, I used to do the taxi tours here. Yeah. And uh, this is really, really popular. Belfast is like in the top three att- attractions in Europe. And it's because people weren't coming here. So now everybody's dead interested. Go there and do this taxi tour and find out the crack. And people don't know, but like where we are now and where we're recording, and like right there is a wall and the gates close at half seven every night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people are amazed by it. You know, yeah. people come here, especially people from like South Africa, and they come here and they're like, we had apartheid. Like, you know, there was blacks and whites. So it was dead easy for people to, to realise who the enemy was. But yeah. they just see Belfast and then they come here and they have the same perception as you. They could be on the shangle and people are friendly and they're nice. They come to the falls and people are friendly and nice. Oh, yeah. And they can't see a difference and they go, I can't see. And there is no difference. We done a gig last week and a wee guy shouted up, you're the most Protestant Fenian I know. And I thought, I was talking about it in our podcast, but I was thinking about it. I'm not. All I am is working class like him. 
it's just he doesn't know many Catholics. Yeah. So he just he was surprised that how much I'm like them because he didn't grow up with any and he's just like the schools are separated and everything. So people have this, but like amongst ourselves, we have this perception that we're. We're totally different. We're not totally different. Yeah. We're different beliefs, and that's as far as it goes. We probably have a lot, and you, like you said this to me before. We probably have more differences, me and you, yeah. than you do with somebody from the loyalist community or union. It's community. crazy because we go down south, and people treat me different because what, what I'm do you, from the north. What do you north. think of the south? I, I see the south as part of my country, but I feel sometimes when I'm in it, I'm not looked upon as a fellow countryman. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm like the I dirty. Mean, yeah. I'm like the dirty cousin. You know, it's like or the creepy we know uncle. We're, related, <laughs> we're no, we're related to him, but in the same sense, we don't fully see. You're you're not you're the child that was born out of an affair. You know, that's basically that, what that's you were. What and we finally like. we're coming round to inviting you around for Christmas Day. We're close to getting you around for Christmas. But they don't want you there all the time. We're kind of like we're happy to see you for the hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. So you yeah. can I remember before somebody says. Um, there was a competition on RTE and the main guy was like, oh, what about this guy, Paddy McDonald? seen him at the laughter lunch the other week. And he turned around and he says, sure, he's British. And they went, no, Paddy's Irish, he has an Irish passport, blah. No, he's British, but he's from the north. We can't put him on because he's British. Is he British act? And I got told about it and I was raging. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I grew up with uh, the Irish language, followed the Republic of Ireland football team my whole life. You know... You're up and down watching them playing, playing Gaelic sports. Uh, I was in the Gael Talk in Donegal every summer, and you're going, what else do I have to do here? So it's yeah. more like, what do I have to do to prove that I'm <laughs> you know, that way? And then I live in London, and I can you know, fly yeah. in and out with an Irish passport. And it, it, Look, I get it. Like, I can understand that if you are an Irish person living in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and then when you go to the South, you're not sort of recognised as a hundred percent you know even things i was hearing this morning on the radio that they had a quiz this morning on rte or they had and had a competition and you know you phone in and the question to the quiz was which team won the all-ireland gaelic football which was tyrone right Mm -hmm. but northern ireland callers weren't allowed enter the the quiz but the answer was the northern irish team they came up from here yeah exactly so there was a big there was a big debate on the radio this morning about matt earn do the the weller for ireland yeah they don't tell you what the weather is up here. So it was like, if you get like a, <laughs> there's like a hurricane coming and all there is is this map and then there's a big part that's just missing. Yeah. And you're like, what is the storm not fucking hit? The guy, an American guy said that to me before, RTU was on and he was like, what the fuck? Is the weather not coming to fucking Northern Ireland? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, is there no weather warning up here? And I was like, no, it's a different. But the, I would say the Protestants here have the same effect when they go to England because when they go to England, nobody goes to them, ah, you're British. They all go, ah, oh, you're Irish. And they're fucking stunned going, no, I'm yeah. British. It's and very complicated. Going, no, you're fucking Irish. No, I'm fucking British. You know, it must be hard. It, it is very hard. It like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, whenever I tell people like from the South that I live in the North or I speak to friends or family and I go, I live in the North now. And they're like, oh, what are you doing up there? Are you right in the head? What, what's, yeah. what's all that about? And I go, well, have you been up? And they're like, I think I went up when I was 12. And I go, yeah, but have you been up for like a weekend with your yeah. husband or wife or friends for a, a night out? No. I goes, well, there's no point in having an, like you, you, you think you know a place, 
you know, it's like going to Spain for the first time ever and it rains for four days and you come home and you go, well, I'm never going to Spain again because yeah, I've had rain for four days. Yeah. Like, you just, it's just unlucky. You can't, yeah. Yeah. I know somebody that, like, came to Northern Ireland once and he went for a walk and he said hello to somebody in a park and that person never said hello back to him. So he went, well, I'm never going to that, that place again. It was like, just one person, like. So I just think to people, like, if you've got a perception of it, it's not what you think. Like, the night's out in the city centre. I have, I, I tell you now, and no word of a lie, you know, I want to live in Cork when I'm older like I want to oh we wanted to yeah you wanted to yeah but when you come down I'm not sure we're going to accept you Paddy <laughs> you know what I mean but like no I want you to go back to Cork <laughs> you know you want me to go back to Cork yeah, all right. we're only like to live everywhere Paddy's been first it's going to be edited that bit's going to be edited <laughs> no but like the thing is is like I said to people like just go up so I brought my friend Shane and his wife up last year COVID safe and I brought him up and he was like I don't really know too much know about this place like you know He's, and uh, he came up and afterwards he was like, man, what a gaff, what a place. We went to some bars, we did a few drives, we took him to a few of the interesting historical sites, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he was like, man, I, he went to a pub and he got chatting to this guy and he was just like, I feel so relaxed up here. Like everyone is just so interesting and chatty and no drama. I said, but it's not what you think it is. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I feel I kind of wanted to do, start a podcast just about normal life here. Yeah. No, it's just normal. Yeah. It's so normal with free healthcare. Get free healthcare here, man. Absolutely you go to Dundalk, it's 50 quid for 10 minutes to tell you, and you've got to Google the answer. It's one of them, once you break your leg in Dundalk, you'll fucking crawl to the border. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking 50 it's, it's mental, isn't it? I mean, I can't, like, but I, then again, like, I've been in the UK system for a while because yeah. of like... But so you've paid into it? Is that what you're saying? I've paid into it, so I will be using it. Like, But you know, the thing about it is these lateral flow tests down the south are like 16 euro. I've got people in Cork ringing me going, they're free up the north. And I'm like, yeah, can you, can you deal? Can you, I'm dealing. Can you send me I'm some smuggling lateral flow tests to How the south. How long? There's a market for that? There is. There's 16 euro for, 16, 17 euro for a box, box kit of five three. or something or right. whatever it is, right? And I had my, somebody said to me over Christmas, when I was down over Christmas, they went like, is there any chance you can get me boxes? Like, and I, So I was thinking, oh, you could just go on the NHS website. And they used to deliver them to the house. No, you can't. Got to go to a pharmacy, yeah. picked up a couple of boxes, and I'm like, I'll post these down. I feel like I'm smuggling. Remember, they used to smuggle butter over the border. We, we could be, like, that's the new cigarette smuggling. We could be filling the boot, going down, do a gig, knock them out for eight euro. Yeah. Knock them, stand at the back of the car. I was selling merchandise after the gig. I was selling <laughs> lateral flow tests. <laughs> stand at Crook Park. At the- <laughs> two metres, lads, two metres. Keep your distance. Keep your distance. Throw the money. Throw, <laughs> throw the money. Throw the money. <laughs> Can you revolute it? <laughs> So when you were driving a taxi here, um, when you were driving a taxi, was it an interesting... Did you like driving a cab? Because it's, it's it's one thing I thought about trying to do. And so it's, it's a pandemic comes, I'm going to start driving a cab. And I was like, but sure, no one's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But when you drove a cab, like, was it, is it something you'd go back to? You got a bit of crack? Or is it something you kind of dip in oh, and dip out? Oh, loads of crack. And it yeah. was, but it's just long hours. And mm. I, I've left at nine. That's probably the, the most money you could get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's the, the it's got better since I've left. If you know what I mean. Well, there's, but there's, the there's, material you, you like can't get. Of, you can't oh, get a cab in Belfast at the moment. No, because they all left. They all left the taxi game. They all went into construction because the movie games here. So a lot of taxi member people who worked on mm. construction sites and the 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 bank came and everything went yeah. bust. And they went into taxi and then became lazy. You're sitting beside a thing and they're going, "Why would I want to lift my tools in and out?" No. Yeah. Whereas then the, the movie game came back and a lot of them left, went back into that and. They're making good money at it. So the taxi game has shortened. It's not as easy to get a license up here as well. But fuck the material I got from taxiing. Like, 
the people you meet in the public, people, just working in the public's mental light on the door as a doorman, that was tough, but being actually in a taxi, you know, on a door and somebody comes over, they give you a bit of shit, you throw them out, you lock the door and that's it done. Whereas in a taxi, you're stuck with them for the journey. Oh, man. And, and you're committed because... They're in your car as well. They're, they're in, in your space. They're in your space and they're there and they're, they're just fucking... They're just there and everything's happening. And, and once they're in, they're in and you have to fucking bring them to the destination and then you have to try and get the money off them. So you have to try and be nice even if they're not being nice. Do you know what I mean? Did you get many runners? I got a couple. Not many. Enough. But can you suss them out? Ah, you know them, yeah. Like when they get in, they're all shady, yeah. like there's something about the them. The taxi cab I have is a London one, so you put your foot in the brake, they can't open the door. So, okay, would you, yeah, so how would you deal with that? Like, how can you suss, so if I get into your car and I'm going to do a runner, like what, what's the vibe? You're getting a bit of a twitchy vibe? Like, you see them twitching about, and then they'll change the direction, and they'll say, do you know what, see, instead of going to there, we'll go around the corner, or, I'm going around the next street because my brother lives there and you'll probably find that they're bringing you till an alleyway. That they can run down. That they can run down and then it brings them into their street. Do you know what I mean? What do you do? You just suck it up? You just put your foot in a brake and you tell them you're not getting out until... I've had one try to break the window getting out but by the time he was trying to break the window I was out. I was in the back of a taxi with him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Were you just reading poetry or just just like going over some Bible verses or something? Had a quiet word with him about the the, the Ten Commandments, (laughs) how he should live his life. Yeah. And he is now uh, an MLA. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the Alliance Party. Funny enough, you're not too far away from somebody. Somebody said to me recently, because where I live in East Belfast, they said to me, who are you going to vote for in the next election? And this is how I vote. Whoever, whichever political party does not call to my house. Get my votes. <laughs> That's how I do it. DUP, yeah. Yeah, no, no yeah. But uh, or I like voting for people who, you know, the the independents, the lunatics, that the go. There's one guy. He's got one issue, there's, there's and he a, wants to move bin day from Monday to Wednesday because of I'm the like, noise. Of, he's the man. He's the, I vote for him, and then you see that at the end of the, you know, at the end of the election, eleven votes. And I'm like, I was one of the eleven. There was a girl in in, um, in Hollywood who run in the election because Subway gave her fucking. Food poisoning. You're joking and me. And she was running the closed down subway in Hollywood. And I don't think she'll run again, like, but she did run once and I went, I'm voting for her. Yeah. That's funny as fuck. Can you imagine her losing her deposit? The money, <laughs> like whatever it is, a couple of grand just to run. Just on, if you're, That's the hill you're going to die on. Because of the three pound. But do you know what I would do? Do you know what the Six cent elect- sub. Do you know, do you know what I would do? Imagine if her campaign was sponsored by Subway. <laughs> like if they actually said, Subway would like to give you some money towards she her campaign. She used to stand outside Subway with a plaque. Because she got food poisoning. So Subway gave me food poisoning and I was like... How much did it cost you? Three quid. Get over it. Get over it. And what, you probably got, like, this woman probably wasn't married with kids or anything. No, she's yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's about 20 dogs. Well, I would say that when the next election comes, there's now <laughs> another issue that's really close to her heart. The like, centre The wind Hollywood. never blows from the west. <laughs> <laughs> so I want, I want to get the government to change the side of the... I don't fucking know, man. It's crazy, isn't it? So, since I... Uh, you know the way, like, there's an old cliche about Northern Irish people uh-huh. being I think I think they're insanely friendly mm-hmm. like a little bit too friendly like the kind of place where I'll give you an example right I was driving in um, Hollywood and I was stopping at lights right because you're supposed to stop at the lights Paddy was it red yeah it was red yeah right and um, I thought it was the opposite way yeah. I just stopped the no 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 uh, we, we never stopped with the amber the orange one though we're like oh <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if that can go in. Damn <laughs> God. So, so anyway, I bought a car where uh, I don't have a handbrake stick. I have a button for the handbrake, yeah, yeah. right? So I pull up and I think I, ha- I 
for whatever reason, I thought I pressed the handbrake, right? And I reached into the back of the car to get my jacket. I didn't, I take my foot off the brake and the car just jolted. Now, you know when the car moves forward and you panic and you put your two, foot, feet. two feet down and then it even jumps even more? Well, I went into the back of this woman, right? And I thought, oh, shit. I can't believe this now. And it was just coming up to Christmas and I was like, oh, no, like my Christmas is ruined now. Anyway, for a split second, I was like, I, did, I, did I actually hit her? You know, like, or was it just yeah, the brakes no, making, yeah, the, making yeah. the impact, right? Next thing, she gets out of the car. Lovely lady now, really nice lady. And I go, right, put the handbrake on, get out. And she just looked at me and she went, she was so nice. She was, did you just, did you just, did you just go? Like, she wasn't sure. She wasn't did you me. just go into the back of me? And I just went, you know what? I did. I'm really sorry. I said, I'm very sorry. I said, I've just got this new car and it's the handbrake is a button and my mistake, my bad. I'm really, really sorry. And she looked and she goes, absolutely no problem. You know, I'll just have a quick look. And I was like, have a look. And you know the way when you're then ready to have a look to see if there is any damage. And I couldn't see any damage. I was like, yeah, there's no damage. But there was two little marks. And then her mum or mother-in-law got out of the car and... She made matters worse. Oh, man. I was, she came out of the car and she was went... She went, oh. oh, man. <laughs> I was just like... this one, She got out of the car and she was just like, there's two marks there. And I went, yeah, I'll just... I'm just... I'm just dealing with the focus on the driver. You, you're not, you're yeah. not. Get the fuck back in the car. Me. Get the fuck back in the car, right? <laughs> so then I was like, "How are you? How is it going? Look, I'm really sorry. It's my mistake. We'll get it fixed up. There's no problem." Now there's cars like going past us on the road, and they're all. And and look, there's two people come out. There's two fellas like this now looking at. I'm like, "Fucking hell!" So I'm like, and she, she looked at me. She goes, "Oh, where are you from?" And I said, "All right, I'm in here now," because nobody was upset or anything. Yeah. It was just a little dink. I said, oh, "I'm from Cork," and she was like, "Oh, yeah, my husband's from Galway." And I was like, "Oh, brilliant! So Galway's a great old spot." I said, "Whereabouts in Galway is he from?" "Oh, Jesus, a great spot." "Oh, where's he? The Murphy family? Should we all know the Murphy family?" Like, you know, like I was just like, I was just trying to keep this. You didn't say here the Murphys. Uh, you you know what the Murphys in this family? You know, we all we all know why he had to leave Galway, didn't we? Like, but anyway. The mother goes back in, or the mother-in-law. I don't know if she's the mother or the mother-in-law, but anyway. And uh, she's looking at the car. She goes, oh, look, they're not, it's not really an issue, you know. And I was like, oh, you're sound. Like, I mean, obviously I've made a mistake. We're, we're getting on fine. I said, look, you take my number. I'll take your number. I said, look. So she rang my phone. Just I said, look, that's my genuine number. She took a few pictures of my red. You know, everything was above board yeah. and all that. The fucking mother-in-law or mother comes out again. And I'm thinking, I've just about got away with this. And she comes out again. Well, I think, you know, we might have to get a new bumper. And in my head, I'm like, oh, get the fuck back in the car so she goes back in the car I said I'm really sorry I said ring me I said ring me tonight we'll fix it all up I said there's no hassle if you want to get a quote these two marks I hold my hands up and she was so nice oh you living here are you up here and I'm like I'm living just up the road there she's like how are you finding it and I'm like really good if your mother stayed in the car it would be a lot better (laughs) right all this kind of stuff right they never called me ever to this day I've not had the call maybe I'll get the call now because of this podcast but I went home that night how long ago was it Start November. With three years to claim, you're fucked. <laughs> Are you telling me they've got three years to claim? Yeah, where was it? Hollywood. Now you're uh, straight. You're Listen, listen. If you had done that in the middle of Belfast, right? Really? Not only would it not been just the mother will on the car, you'll find it three other fucking family members that weren't we're all living there. in the booth at the we're, same time. We were all in the back of the car. They've all got fucking whiplash. They've all fucking... They're on the DLA. The, the <laughs> are you cars actually... are right off. Like it, it's happened, right? Genuinely happened, right? Are Where, you actually telling me they've got three, you've got three years to claim? Three years. So I have to sweat now for two it's years three. and nine, nine and a half, nine months? Look, there's another way I can do this. 
Paddy, I don't want to know the Northern Ireland the other way you can do this. Have you had an incident in a car that they haven't claimed? Ring Paddy McDonald. We have another way we can do this. <laughs> Paddy just goes, I'm just going to take him on a wee long drive. We won't speak to them about this. <laughs> oh, fucking. But I was just like, I was so relieved that they never called. Now, they still yeah. haven't called. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm happy. But like, you may just hope that they weren't busy at Christmas. No, I'm hoping that they were like sensible people that just went, look, this guy's genuine. It's a little tap. These things happen. Well, hopefully she's went home and spoke to their Galway. And he's gone, where is he from? Cork. Oh, oh he's sound. No, he's sound. He's sound. Yeah. But, but like, they never called me and I never contacted I had her number, but yeah. I never contacted her. And I kind of went home. You're scared to send the message. And I know, I know you're going... You're, you're going, I wonder if they're okay. And, just send, and then you're going, oh, but if I fucking send a message, she'll go, oh, by the way. Yeah, I my don't. My mother not died two days after, after the that. accident. She's post-traumatic stress, stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, here, let me, you know. So you, is it th- three years? Three years. <sighs> nah, God. it'd be harder for them to prove. Like, what after a year, that them two marks was a year too We marks. didn't get, like, the PSNI involved, or as I call them, the weakest police force I think I've seen. If you phoned, <laughs> if you had a phone up there, they would have went, is anybody injured? No. And they would have been and like, like sort of. Sort out yourselves. Hundred percent. They're not nosy bastards like the guard. Well the guards have nothing to do. The guards come out and go, Oh, so you hit into the woman, what were you searching for in the back of the car? <laughs> <laughs> My young fella now he's fourteen, he's playing really I, good gay like at the moment. <laughs> I've never had a good experience with Garda ever. Have you not? Ever? I don't think I've ever had. I've had one or two experiences of them. Like, are you telling me you've had a wealth of experiences, Paddy? In another I've had country? an experience with every police force in every country. Uh, I've does had that, does, that does not surprise me. <laughs> that does not surprise me. We're filming this in the Falls Road from a guy that goes into the back of taxi rack, taxi cabs to sort out fares, and there's another way we can sort this out. Like, for fuck's sake, Paddy! Like, and, uh, I went down to get my passport. We were going to Turkey and your passport had to be six months in, in, in thing and uh, mine was up in two months. So Andrew was like, oh, we can't risk it going to Turkey on Monday. You know, they'll not let you in because it, your passport's out of date in two months. It has to be six months valid. So here's me, right, well, we'll go down and, and I went down on the train. Well, we went down the car and I'd only... Dublin, is it? Dublin, yeah. Down the uh, thing, Mullsworth Street, I think is the passport office. So I had to go down there because I hadn't got time to send it off. So this is like Wednesday and we're going on the Monday. So I went down with the form. I walked into the passport office, handed it in, and the guy behind the desk took it and looked at it and went, he didn't sign it. And I says, well, give me a back now and I'll sign it. He says, no, you had to sign it in front of the guy that was the witness, your accountant, who signed oh. this. And I was like, mate, are you serious? I'm from Belfast. Let me just fucking sign it. He's like, no, you can't. And he put a big stamp on it, you oh. know, rejected. And I was like, mate, this was like a fucking holiday to come down here just oh. to fucking get a passport. So I says, give me another form and I'll go and try and get it. And I went everywhere in Dublin to try and find somebody that could sign that to say, and there are no loads now, but I fucking at the time never thought, like, you know, Greg Marks could have signed it for me or fucking somebody like that, Mark Hall, any of them boys, because they're all accountants and stuff like that, never thought. So I went into a church in O'Connell Street and I asked to speak to the priest and the priest was like, I don't know who you are. And I was like, yeah, but me and her just got married like a couple of months ago. And the priest that married us, if you phone him and speak to him, he'll tell you. This priest is looking at me going, this is not hard work. And I went, this is hard work in Belfast. You get things done. And he was like, I'll phone him. And he agreed to do it. So he phoned up. When he phoned up, the priest that I knew was away on holiday. Oh. And he was like, I can't do it unless I speak to somebody who knows you. 
So I walked into the police station, the Garda station in O'Connell Street, and I says, I need somebody to sign this for me. And they were like, we don't know who you are. And I says, well, if I break this window, you'll find out who I am. And he went, if you break that fucking window, you'll not be going to Turkey on Monday. <laughs> and they marched me out. <laughs> Like, you must, me. But you must have been furious, though. I was like, fuck's sake, lads. Like, somebody can say this. Do you know what I mean? It's stupid, isn't it? So the next day, I went down on the train, walked into the passport office. So this is the Thursday. Handed the foreman, and it was filled in with the wrong type of pen. So the guy... <laughs> done it again. He started racking the fucking pen. I'm going nuts. I stole pens into it. And the guy was like, you better stop it. Why don't you just go up and get your cousins in the north to give you one of them British ones? You'll get it in a day. And I went, oh, now you're really pushing it. So it was like kicking things and all. And then the manager came down. He was like, listen, you're going to have to come back tomorrow. Go up to Belfast, but come back tomorrow. Come to my office and I will put it through for you. You'll get it. You'll have it tomorrow in two wow. hours. And I went up. And the next day I came down, got the passport and uh, went around into the guard station. And the, the guard was like, fuck it. And how, how long ago was that? Fuck. Podrick was like a year old. So he's 15 now. So it's 14 years ago. Wow, that's insane. That is. But I love the fact that you went to church and you were like to a priest, like, you, I know you don't know who I am, but if you can ring another priest, I mean, God knows who I am. Like, is there any way that God can send a message to the passport office to get just, me to Turkey? I think it's just a Belfast thing where you think, like, there's wagon sort situations, sort of. You know that I mean? is insane, man. I think that I I, I think this, this the Baroque the Baroque the Baroques the bureaucracy. It's I think it's getting a lot easier now because of the smartphones, isn't it? Like and the photos, like you know the COVID pass now. You know the, yeah. the domestic pass. You have to have a selfie in front of it, like in front of it, and like no one checks it. No, like it's just. I was in a pub in Galway. I won't say where, but I was in a pub in Galway in the summer when there was a. What did they say? Oh, you had to show your vaccine cert, not your. You know, whatever it is, you Are have you to performing? show you. No, it's on holiday. Right, okay. You have to show you. So we need this one pub, vaccine start. Yeah, there's a gang of us. Then sit down, three or four pints. All right, I, I was another pub up the road. Walked into the other pub. So we all walking in, phones fully charged. You know, walked in. And this guy just went, "We don't check any of that shit here. Come on in." <laughs> we were like, "But if the guards came in here, like, and caught you, you're going to get fined, like." couple of grand and he was like there's none of that shit in here and everyone's sitting up at a bar and like it was, it was like oh my god it's like 2019 in here like yeah. I mean? so but I think so much fucking bureaucracy like it's, yeah. it's but like stuff like that I remember you used to like even the things like car tax you used to have to queue up in a tax office yeah. now you just do it online yeah. I mean it, there is yeah. stuff like that but have you got a British passport no but you're entitled to it you're allowed to have two aren't you yeah but you just obviously... Do you know, like, is that a common thing? Do a lot of people have two? Nah, up here... Because of a, a Bre- lot of a Brexit? Lot of, well, Brexit made a lot of the Protestants up here go and get Irish passports. And is that like a kind of like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's like, I make a joke in the Empire. My joke was, Harmada is COVID, where at the start of COVID, Protestants only needed one passport, now they've got three or four. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, like, that's a great joke, actually. I must say, Paddy. It's a little part of me going, why didn't I fucking think of that one? <laughs> It's dead, dead strange that they have something. We went to Turkey that time, and uh, when we arrived, we flew from Belfast into Turkey. And there was a big, big line of people, and we had to get a visa. You were with me, actually. You were really a kid. What? You were with me. For those happened. of you who don't know, um, Paddy's brother, Sean, is the producer who's <laughs> actually behind the camera. <laughs> he was there, but he might remember because he was a kid. But we were in the queue, and it was from Belfast, and it was like April time. 
So a lot of Catholics wouldn't have been going to Turkey at Easter because there's a wee event oh. that happens here and they all, they all are very religious and oh, stay Jesus. here, right? Yeah. So we were probably the only really Catholic sort of from here and I had the Irish passport. My son had the Irish passport. He had an Irish passport. My mum had the Irish passport. My wife had a British passport, right? That she got quick because we needed to go away one day. And there was a queue of people and this guy came along, this Turkish official, and he says, Hey, passport, Irish? I went, yes, here was Irish, 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 Irish. Yes. So we brought all of us up and my wife came with us and we got up to the thing and the guy was like, boom, boom, and this big queue of people and they're all like, how the fuck's he getting up there? And the wee Turk was going, Irish, friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like letting them know that the Irish are more welcome here than, than the British. My wife giving her passport and the guy went, British beggar. <laughs> oh my God. And the wee guy was looking at me going, who's this? And I went, my wife, and he went, you married Brit? You married Brit? You know, he was disgusting. He couldn't, and I was going, no, she, she has an Irish one as well. And he was going, you married Brit? He couldn't, he was raging. He was like, you know, you're Irish. You shouldn't marry yeah. Brit. These things are no good. These things are okay. But it was dead strange. They pulled us through, like, yeah. with the Irish passport. No problem. Oh, it's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. It's the same. That happens everywhere now with Brexit. Yeah. Um, but that's why I look... There's loads of comedians I know over in England who are Scottish and English, and they've went and got the Irish passport because they've had like a granny who was Irish and stuff, and they can get it just to have it. Yeah. You know? If you are watching this and you are British and you want an Irish passport, please email us in. We will give them to you for 50 euro. We can sort this out. With, do you know what? We could sell Irish passports and do ladder flow test down the south. Yeah. We can Anything, make a few listen, quid. For all your identity needs, uh, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you like, would, like, I wouldn't call myself Catholic. But would you call yourself Catholic? No, because I'm not, I'm not I'm into, born, I'm, not. I'm born Catholic. But uh, for for the point of that story, I've been christened. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because yeah. the the people that was on that were the same. They were all Belfast people yeah. and stuff from here. But at the same sense, they all have British passports. So yeah. Whereas now they'd all they'll all be getting Irish ones. And it's mad, isn't it? Like I I just don't. It's not something that no, really, for me. But like religion is not important to me. Need, need fucking. I, yeah. I went to America for a while, and it really changed my outlook on life. Do you know what I mean? I, I went, Jesus, it's really... We are like a wee goldfish boy back home. Oh, now. I can imagine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? How bad it is that people's like, what are you, Catholic? Right. You're Protestant. You know, it's, it's mm. fucking stupid. I don't like any of that. I don't nah, like... Like, so I, I'll give you an example, right? Like, you know, if you're like from Ireland, people say you, you follow Celtic. I was uh, going to Glasgow in December and Celtic were playing Real Betis mm -hmm. in the Europa League. And I turned up and I didn't know Celtic were playing that night. They were getting, it was like the but four o'clock flight. Because you were Irish, you the thought you would watch the game. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I turned up in the airport, and there was like a load of Celtic fans, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, there's nothing worse than being on a flight with football fans." <laughs> you know, all the way like, and you see them in the bar, and you're like, "Oh no!" Like I, I get it, you're going to your game, but I just want a quiet flight. I don't want. Da, 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 da. I was like, "Oh no!" And then they're in the queue, and everyone knew each other in the yeah. queue, like. And they're all, like, the game was at 8 o'clock, so the flight was at 4, so it's only a half an hour flight, so. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there going, oh, God, and then people were like, doot, doot, clapping, and I was like, oh, I fucking hate football fans. But I love football, <laughs> I just hate football fans. You know, when, like, I know you're a Celtic fan, yeah, so like, yeah. but, like, I'm not interested in Scottish football, right? Man United are my team, I'm not interested, I don't care about Scotland, I don't watch it, you know, but, like, but even if that plane was full of United fans, yeah. or no, get that, Chelsea get, fans, yeah. and when you're not in that form, to be dealing with drunk lads going over on the tear to Glasgow. I can imagine those flights from Belfast sometimes. Like the flights from Belfast to Ibiza. 
I got a flight. And the flight from Belfast to Glasgow and Old Firm crazy. weekend. Yeah. I feel give those air crew, the pilots yeah, in the air cabin crazy. crew loads of money. Like just the, the shit they must deal with. I went to London recently and Tottenham were playing, and all the Tottenham fans were on the plane. And I had a father and son sitting next to me, and the guy was old. you know, he was in his sixties. This guy, and he was drinking. Like this, yeah. was, this was a half six flight from Belfast in the morning to London. And he was drinking like fuck, you know. He was just drinking and drinking, and I'm sitting there, and I was busting to go to the toilet, but I wouldn't get up because I didn't want to start. They had to lift their trays, and yeah. I mean, I'll hold it in, and the old boy was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna wet myself," and there were like seatbelt signs on, and he was like, "Fuck it," and he took the thing off, and he ran up a plane, and the whole plane was Spurs are on their way, to, and the girl was like, "Sit down," and he was like, "If you don't let me go to a toilet, hang on, pace all over the fucking hill." And I was like, "This oh, flight's gonna get in. They're gonna be fucking police on it." And I didn't. It turned out all right. The guy pissed himself, but and he's sitting next to me, and I knew he pissed himself. And then when I came down off it, I took my mask off, and they recognised me from videos and whatever, and they knew I was a comedian then. So then a couple of them were like, "You have a show tonight in London?" I was like, "Yeah, can you get us tickets and stuff like no, that?" No, sold out. <laughs> and it was sold out but a fella sent me a message and I got four of them tickets All right. and I was panicking because I was going they've been on the drink from 6 yeah. o'clock this morning they're going to go to the game if the game doesn't go their way and then they come to the show you know. but it turned out alright they didn't wreck the place but they were a wee bit boisterous. Yeah. I had a complaint from the venue about them like, oh my there's nothing worse than football <laughs> fans man <laughs> Like I love football. I was stag do some football. Fans. Oh, do you know what? I stay in a, when I go to Glasgow. I stay in a particular hotel that would be say um, the venue, the club, the yeah. performer there. They give you a hotel, and it's always the same hotel, so you get to know the area. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a hotel that's well known for football fans. So, yeah. whenever I go to this venue, I ever go to Glasgow. I always just check, and I didn't check this time, but at the weekend, are Celtic at home or away, or Rangers home or away? Because whoever's at home tends to have their fans in that hotel. Yep. And Rangers were home one weekend, and I couldn't give a shit, so I turned up anyway, and it was like 10 a.m. in the morning. They must have got off the flight from Belfast, but they can't check in until so 2 they o'clock. they just drank in the hotel. Till- and I arrived, but I would been there since the Friday. Yeah. So I'd already been checked in, because I was staying for like two, three nights. So they come on the Saturday morning, and then at 2 o'clock, the police were outside the hotel. <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon, no, the game was on a Sunday, I think. But they'd come over Seven. the day early for the piss up on the. Because yeah. I think they were flying home on a Sunday night after the game because they were all working on the Monday. Yeah. And the police were outside at two o'clock on a Saturday. And I just went, gee, what's going If this is two o'clock on a Saturday, what's happening at 11 o'clock? Tonight? Sounds good. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. I, I, if I'm out with groups of more than seven or eight and I'm getting anxiety, I'm like, right, it's going to kick off the seven of us. We, we went over to the Celtic Rangers game and Rangers were at home. And we were staying in a hotel, and there was, say, maybe three rooms of us. Yeah. The rest of the hotel was them. So on the Saturday night, you get changed, and we, we get out early, right? So the game's the next day, and they were all still in their tops. They, they all, they, we were, we went, got changed. We were in our early 20s, so we were out in the town. And we came back, and I was like, is everybody home? And somebody's like, nah, George still to come back. He hasn't come back yet. And it was like one o'clock, and I'm sitting in the reception. The next minute, all the Rangers men come in with kebabs, right? Jeez. And they're surrounded where I was sitting, but they all just sit down. So this guy turned around and he says, have you got anything to eat? And he was obviously from Belfast. And I went, no. And he went, here, Billy, give me a kebab. You'll not eat it anyway. You don't like them. And he gave me a kebab, so I'm sitting eating the kebab with him. And I was going, I have to just let on that I'm one of them here. 
Yeah. Until the, the thing, right? But I stayed there because I was worried about my mate getting in the hotel because he's a bit stupid with drink on him. All oh, right. So he thinks comes in and sees you joined with them, like. So he walked in. And he just looked down and he seen me sitting amongst them and I'm eating a kebab, right? They're all sitting yarn away to me. Nobody asked me what I was or who I supported, right? And Jared comes walking in and he's a bit slow, right? So Jared turned around and here he was. Pony, <laughs> what are you doing sitting with all them wankers? I went over, hit the button for the lift, get in the lift and went up and I'm sitting amongst them all. There's like 30 of them around me and they're all just looking at me and I went... I have no idea who he is. <laughs> and the other were, are you doing all right? And we're like, so they were sort of going, hey, are, you over, are you support Sally at all? They mean, I get up. So I get up, I get the lift, and I'm hitting the button, the lift, and I'm going, hurry up. The fuck, <laughs> <laughs> hurry up. So the fucking lift came. I get in, like fucking 10 of them get in the lift with me. And I'm on the second floor, and I get up the floor. And I'm, we were literally at the door of the lift, so I came out, and I'm wrapping the door of the room. And uh, George laughing in the room, and I'm going, hurry up and open the door. And they were going, Potty, if you've nowhere to stay, like you were eating food with us, you may as well come and stay in our room. And I was going, what's the chances of me surviving the night? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get your camera when you jump into the back of the taxi right now? These fellas cramming you in a lift, man. That's... It was funny, like, it was good. But that's it, it's good crack, though, is it? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was good because nobody asked me what it was, and I was sitting eating, like, I got a kebab out of it, so. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. Well, never, listen. Never let food get in the way of a good story, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about living in Northern Ireland. It's yeah. a great place to live. And thanks very much for. Uh, um, uh, watching or listening or downloading subscribing whatever it is to this Cork of the North podcast new episode every Thursday so please do make sure that you uh, subscribe and like blah blah you know you know, you, you, we know what to do by now it's like podcasting it's just like it's you know what to do google it it's simple There's get no, involved get involved yeah. uh, so thanks very much everyone Give it, Paddy uh, thank you very much for being no my problem, first guest and um, we'll guest, have him yeah. on uh, many more times again but yes please do subscribe to Cork my name's Andrew Ryan you can follow me on Instagram at Andrew Ryan Comedy see you next week thank you very much